0: KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian Bhangra rhythms, hip hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good
1: morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, January 24th, a dire staffing situation in childcare. We'll have more on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The number of COVID-19 hospitalizations in San Diego County increased by 17, according to the latest state data, plus four more patients have been added to the ICU count. San Diego County's Health and Human Services Agency reported more than 11,000 new COVID-19 cases and seven additional deaths associated with the virus on Friday. The county does not report COVID-19 data on weekends. A new state Senate bill could allow kids 12 and older to get FDA-approved vaccines without their parents' consent. KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman has more.
0: The proposed legislation is being brought on by State Senator Scott Weiner. In support for the bill, he says unvaccinated teens are at risk, put others at risk, and make schools less safe. Let's let teens protect their health. SB 866 is co-authored by local assembly member Dr. Akila Weber.
1: The legislation would not allow vaccine providers to give other medical services. The shoreline at Imperial Beach is closed again a day after it was declared safe for use. On Saturday, the San Diego County Department of Environmental Health had said the shoreline testing samples were safe. But by Sunday, sewage runoff from the Tijuana River entered the estuary and county health officials closed the shoreline again. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Even before COVID, there was a real staffing crisis among childcare providers. Supporters say the positions are undervalued and poorly paid. Now the situation is far worse. KPBS investigative reporter Claire Trageser looks at what's causing this massive child care staffing crisis in the region.
2: In May 2021, Allie had just graduated from SDSU with a degree in child and family development and went looking for her first job. She was hired immediately by a local preschool. This is
3: the first and only job I applied to, and it ended up working out. But her college education
2: did little to prepare her for what she ended up walking into.
3: So technically, I would have a co-teacher, and we would split up the children six and six. But with
2: where I'm at right now, I am keeping all 12 kids together. Six months into the job, Allie and her classroom of toddlers are left with a rotating cast of substitute teachers. Allie doesn't want to reveal her full name or the name of her school to protect her job. We put
3: um, name tags on the children so that we can help the subs identify them and they can actually refer to them by their name.
2: Plus, sometimes the subs themselves call in sick or just don't show up. I've noticed how attached they are to me. And when other subs come in, it's kind of like stranger danger. Preschools and childcare centers everywhere are dealing with a massive staffing shortage. On job search websites, there are more than 200 local childcare openings, some even offering signing bonuses. Providers told KPBS they can't find qualified people to hire. The problem is much worse than the general labor shortage trend. Childcare providers have to compete with retailers and restaurants for workers, but those other sectors can raise starting wages. Plus people are still worried about catching COVID from unvaccinated toddlers.
4: We're asking so much for, you know, $12 an hour. When you can be making more at
2: McDonald's. Caitlin McLean is with the Center for the Study of Childcare Employment at UC Berkeley.
4: If we want to make sure that families have access to these services, we have to make sure that this is a good job that people want to do. And we have not been doing that.
2: On average, California preschool teachers make less than half of what kindergarten teachers make. And more than a third of childcare workers live below the federal poverty line. Raising pay for these workers might seem like an easy solution, but there's a domino effect. First off, state regulations require child care centers to have one teacher for every four infants and one for every six toddlers, which means a lot of staff. So if they pay more, they'd have no choice but to raise rates for parents, which many can't afford.
4: There's no way that I can um, continue to... Ask parents to pay out of pocket um, at a higher weekly rate than I already do. I'm already within market rate.
2: Holly Weber owns Magic Hour Preschool in Mira Mesa.
4: It's just running a fine line between parents choosing to not even go back to work because their childcare expenses are so exorbitant.
2: People, of course, are gonna apply to jobs where you aren't being recognized. Like Ali, Brianna Mendoza also recently graduated from SDSU with an early childhood education degree. But she has no interest in working at a preschool. She instead is looking at jobs where she would work one-on-one with children in crisis, which would pay $21 to $22 an hour.
1: I mean, you are constantly, like, running, I'm telling you, like, I would be sweating in the classrooms. Like, whether I was changing diapers, carrying babies, feeding them, sweeping, like, it wasn't just childcare in there, it was, like, sweeping, like, housework.
2: Meanwhile, Allie, who is solo teaching at a local preschool, is trying to hold on, but isn't sure how long she wants to continue. Considering I'm doing the job of two teachers right now at
3: minimum wage, it's really discouraging.
1: That was reporting from KPBS investigative reporter Claire Trageser. Tomorrow, we'll look at the federal Build Back Better bill and how it would address the child care staffing problem, plus other efforts to make changes in San Diego County. More than a year after San Diego voters overwhelmingly passed Measure B, which authorized the creation of an independent citizen police oversight board, a draft ordinance setting up the Commission on Police Practices is finally moving forward. KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim has more.
3: The San Diego City Council's Public Safety and Livable Communities Committee unanimously voted to advance a draft ordinance to implement the city's police oversight board to the full city council. A previous version failed to pass the committee last June. Council President Pro Tem Monica montgomery Step has led the effort to implement the new Commission on Police Practices.
5: I believe that we
4: have crafted an ordinance that meets the spirit and intent of Measure B and also is legally permissible.
3: Before the full city council votes on the plan, community members will have the opportunity to provide additional recommendations in several town halls planned in the coming weeks. Christina Kim, KPBS News.
1: A commonly used steel building column won't withstand the stress of a strong earthquake. That's according to a study at UC San Diego. That means building codes will be changing soon. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge has more.
6: A video shows an 18-foot steel column in the grip top to bottom of a large vise that shifts back and forth. UCSD's shake table simulates the stress of a building's weight and the movement of a strong earthquake. Ultimately, the column buckles and bends, and that would cause a building to lean or even collapse. Structural engineer Jay Harris says the greater width or depth of the column means its connecting spine has become too slender. It gets
0: very thin, so the slender goes very high. The column itself is at risk of losing some of its load carrying capacity.
6: Harris says people building or renovating a structure after 2024 will have to use different steel columns. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News.
1: As the U.S. Supreme Court considers a case that could overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade abortion ruling and further restrict access to abortion, California lawmakers announced legislation late last week to increase access. CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon reports.
5: Democrats want California to become a so-called safe haven for reproductive health care, especially if Roe v. Wade, the landmark abortion case, is overturned. Lawmakers announced eight new bills they say would make it easier for Californians and those from out of state to get an abortion. California will not just stand by. Senator Nancy Skinner is vice chair of the Legislative Women's Caucus. We are committed to protecting and providing access to abortion and all reproductive services, not only for Californians, but any who seek refuge here. Jonathan Keller is with the California Family Council, a religious group that opposes abortion. He says lawmakers should focus on other issues, like the cost of living and crime.
0: Unfortunately, this seems to be another example of California legislators misplaced priorities.
5: Many of the bills are taken from a recent report that recommends ways the state could expand reproductive health care and serve people from out of state. One of the bills would ban insurers from charging out-of-pocket costs for an abortion. Others would strengthen legal and privacy protections for patients and providers. In Sacramento, I'm Nicole Nixon.
1: Coming up, an annual report card on how California kids are managing is out, and it reflects a growing crisis that young people are facing. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. This year's California Children's Report Card is out, and it's raising red flags about youth across the state. The report card shows that California youth are under a lot of pressure, from things like the pandemic to systemic racism, and more resources are needed to address it. Kelly Hardy is Senior Managing Director of Health and Research with Children Now. It's a nonprofit group that advocates for kids and produces the annual report card. She spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host. Jade Hindman about the grades. Here's that interview.
6: So how did the state do in this year's report card?
1: Well, the state brought home grades that I
4: wouldn't want my kid to be bringing home. Well, let's just put it that way. Um, the, The state needs to be making kids priority one, two, and three to make sure that they have the supports they need to grow up and succeed in California. The grades are a bit better than they were in the previous report card. We're moving in the right direction on some issues thanks to to really big investments. But it's a start. We have a long way to go.
6: So what areas did you all explore in this uh, research?
4: We looked at 32 different issue areas from funding for K-12 education to healthcare accountability to preventive screenings, mental health, substance abuse, decriminalization of youth, so many different issue areas that impact children's lives. And we looked at both long-term trends, what's what's happening with our kids, and also what we know of that we can see from the data um, of the impact of the pandemic in those areas.
6: And of particular concern in the data is the disparity in learning loss uh, as we enter the third year of this pandemic. Can you talk about that?
4: Absolutely. All kids have had some learning lag um, that we see from the pandemic due to the closures of school buildings um, and difficulties connecting online, etc. But we definitely see that some groups have had more difficulties than others, especially English learners, um, those who are categorized as economically disadvantaged, and American Indian and Latino students.
6: Uh, The study also points to a rise in suicides among Black youth. Uh, How much of an increase are we seeing and and what's driving that?
4: Unfortunately, there's a a doubling really of the rate of suicides amongst black youth ages 10 to 24 um, between 2014 and 2020 and especially a, a sharp rise from 2019 to 2020. There's congressional committees looking into this issue. It's not happening just in California, it's nationwide, but we really need to make sure that there's prevention and interventions targeted specifically towards Black youth in California. What we're seeing as far as causes are that there's overt and systemic racism that's putting additional pressures on Black youth and that our Black young people are over-policed and under-resourced.
6: From where you sit, do you think there are some policies in place that have really exacerbated these issues?
4: There's just not enough access to services, sometimes at any cost. Um, we hear of parents looking for mental health care for their kids and they can't find them no matter what they're willing to pay. So it's a, it's a really pressing concern.
6: When you look at the data collected uh, in this study, um, you describe the outlook for children in California as grim. What were the biggest indications of that?
4: What we pointed out around behavioral health and mental health um, is really concerning. And uh, those of us who are parents um, who are or who have kids in our lives can certainly see that, that the pandemic has had an especially concerning impact on the mental health of kids. Additionally, we see that the state earned a D minus grade in healthcare accountability. Too few kids are getting checkups. Only 26% of our infants got well-baby checkups in California, and that was in 2019, so before the pandemic. So we really just need to be making sure that the basics are covered.
6: What solutions do you see?
4: Well, in the report card, we've included a pro-kid agenda item for each of these issue areas. So we point out what we think the state should be doing um, on all of these issues. One of the things that we mentioned is, again, more access to mental health services in schools and in other areas because kids who need them are just not getting them.
6: In this research, did you find areas where things are actually working for children?
4: We did. There's many bright spots, and I would encourage folks to look at the report card. One of them is that uh, there was a historic rate of voting amongst young people in 2020, And that's really exciting, uh, showing leadership for the
1: future. That was Kelly Hardy, Senior Managing Director of Health and Research with Children Now. She was speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Hindman.